So I'm pretty happy to be here this morning. I'm really happy to be here this morning, actually. Last Sunday was amazing with uh, Pete Wilma. Anyone remember the exact words of his, the title of his sermon? Yeah, incredible, unbelievable, out of this world success. He was preaching from Genesis 24. And to conclude his message, he truly gave us a Twitter worthy uh, statement. He said, listen to this, incredible, unbelievable, out of this world success is giving of yourself and asking nothing in return. That was, that was powerful to me. Success is giving of yourself and asking nothing in return. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to live my life that way over the past week. Today is the beginning of our summer series, Amped Up. Would you say Amped Up? Yeah, oh, baby. I love the 845. 845, did you know that the 845 normally has more energy than the 11 o'clock? I mean, you just take that with pride. You just tattoo that, baby. Mm, 845. But the reality amped up. Many of you would agree if my life had a caption underneath it, the word would be amped up, right? The subtitle would be Dan Burch amped up with that cheesy smile. In fact, I, I looked up the phrase on the online slang dictionary. Listen, amped up is an adjective in case you were wondering. And it means to be energetic due to the consumption of a stimulant. To be energetic due to the consumption of a stimulant. Many of you know I've been decaf since 2011. But so, so amped up due to a stimulant. So maybe it is coffee. Maybe it is Red Bull. For me, I'm just on a steady dose of Jesus. Right? Marijuana is legal now. And some of you are happy about that and you got that high. But I am on the most high. You see, one of the side effects of having Jesus inside of me is that I'm just a tad bit energetic, energetic. But I would say there really is no other option for me as Dan Burst because, see, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see Jesus saved me. He rescued me. He delivered me. He has truly changed my life. And I have consumed and digested him and his holy word. And now a passion has grown within me. A passion for his name, an energy and an excitement to see his kingdom advance in our world. When I was worship leader at Life Center North in Spokane, I could barely contain my excitement for the Lord. It's true. I just could not hold it back. In almost every staff meeting that we ever had, my answer to every question, do you know what my answer to every question was? That's right. If you know me, you know my answer was Jesus. In fact, it got kind of tough for the, for the other uh, pastors and staff. Um, they were like, okay, Dan, we know that the answer is Jesus, but could we kind of just get to the practical, you know, solution to the thing. And, and, and yeah, I was just really stubborn with that. The answer was always Jesus. I couldn't get him off of my mind. He had captivated my thoughts. I was consumed by Jesus. Many of you in this room know exactly what that feels like. So back then after worship services, often people would come up to me and they're just like, Wow, like, I don't know when, where, how you got all of that energy. And my answer was always the same. At least it was pretty similar. I'd say I was heading for disaster, but then the Lord turned me 180 degrees in the opposite direction. I was headed for death, but the Lord gave me life. I will never run out of words to sing to him or words to speak to him of my thankfulness, of my gratefulness, of my gratitude and my praise for all that he has done in my life. You know what? Ten years later... 
I'm kind of feeling the same way. (laughs) I kind of feel like I've just begun telling the story of all that the Lord has done for me. I am amped up. I have an energy. I have a boldness. I have a joy, an abundant kind of life because I have been with Jesus. I've consumed his offer of eternal life. I've tasted that he is good and there's no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I will follow. I will give him my praise all the days of my life. All the days of my life. There's no turning back. I'm amped up. And as we go through this series, my goal really isn't to get you all emotional and demonstrative and look and sound like a crazy person or me. (laughs) But really, being excited and energetic in the Lord, it doesn't have to mean you're jumping up and down and shouting Jesus wherever you go. For me, that's been the response to what Jesus has done in my life. But your outward expression, just to be honest, it might look different than mine. I think the Lord gave us a beautiful example of this in the months of April and the months of May. We had two people, two completely sold out individuals for Christ who were led by the Holy Spirit, passionate in their service to him. And yet their outward appearance and their demeanor really could not have been more opposite. Do you know who I'm talking about? Remember, the first one was Robert Henderson. Like Robert Henderson, like he starts shouting out demons like as he comes through the door. I mean, this guy is like, boom, boom. It's like, wow, Robert Henderson. And then three weeks later, we had Jim Hayford. A little less. (laughs) But Jim Hayford, same Holy Spirit, same power, same effectiveness. But yet what Robert did and what Jim did looked completely different on the outside. So being amped up for God, which, by the way, those two men, they are spiritual giants. They are both amped up for the Lord. But it's not so much about your outward experience or your outward appearance, but really it's a matter and a condition of your heart, of your mind, of your soul. And so I'd ask you these questions this morning in this in this regard. Are you his? Are are you consumed by the Lord? Are you on fire for the Lord? Are you surrendered to his will? Is he is Jesus Christ the one who drives you, who motivates you, who gives you passion? Is he the one who leads you? Those are good questions to ask. And I'm not here to say that you have to have the answer to be yes to all of those. But my prayer is that by the end of this summer, every one of us would be able to answer yes. That we'd be connected and engaged and open to the voice of God this summer to be able to answer yes to that question. That as a body, we would head into the fall with just knowing, with a deep conviction, with the deepest recesses of our soul that God is alive. That God is real, that God is with us, that he's for us and that he loves us and that he's worth living for, for sure. But he's also worth dying for, that we would be amped up for God. You know, even more, my prayer would be that as we head into the rest of our lives, beyond this fall, beyond next winter, beyond next spring and beyond next summer, that we would be having a life. Sure, it is a life full of pain and heartache and tears and sorrows and suffering. But by the Holy Spirit, we would walk in a confidence, regardless of circumstances of who we are in Christ, that we would have an energy and a joy in the Lord that no circumstance could ever take away from you. And there would be an excitement and an energy that everyone around you would be able to notice in your schools, in your workplace, in your home that you would be amped up and a difference maker for Christ. Does that sound good to you? Do you want that? All right. Month of June, we're talking about access. Access, move, pursue. Month of June, access. Accessing the Father, accessing the Son, accessing the Holy Spirit. The triune trinity. The triune Godhead. Today, I want to look specifically at this idea of accessing the Father. Accessing the Father. Father God. 
As Christians, for those of us who are Christians in this room, most of us understand that we have access to the Father through whom? Through Jesus. That's what the Bible tells us. Ephesians 2, 17 and 18 tells us that Jesus came. He came and he preached peace to those who were far away. So the Gentiles, that's most of us, and peace to those who were near the Jewish people. For through him, we both have access. Say access. We both have access to the Father by one spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. He's given us access to the Father. But even though we now have access to the Father through Jesus, many of us, due to past experiences or our family upbringing or the culture that's around us, we have a warped view, a warped concept of who the Father is that Jesus has actually given us access to. And today, I would pray by the Holy Spirit, truly, I'm excited about this as well, that we could rediscover the Father. Rediscover His glory, rediscover His majesty, rediscover His love. I believe He wants to reveal Himself in that way this morning. But before we go any further, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord God, You've saved me. You've rescued me. I was living a life where everything behind me was rubble. Nothing I was doing had any lasting effect. I caused destruction wherever I went. But you saved me. And now, Lord, I'm able to live a life where there is everlasting fruit. And I praise you for that, God. I praise you for what it means to be a Christian. That the Spirit is within us. That your Son is within us. And you saved us. Hallelujah. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. This idea of Father, it's so hard because many of us, when we think of our Father, the image of our Father, it isn't that great. You had earthly fathers who just did you wrong. You make excuses for them, but they just did you wrong. In this room right now, some of you had fathers who were alcoholics. Some of you had fathers who couldn't control their tempers, who took out their own dysfunction, their pain and their hurt out on their kids and out on their wife. Some of you have dads who abused you, both physically or sexually. And so the idea of God being your father, it really doesn't sound that great. It doesn't bring up a lot of good feelings. I remember one time I was hanging out with a young lady and I asked her if her dad ever told her that he loved her. And it just breaks my heart even thinking about it. But she put her head down. She just shook it. No. And I said, I noticed that you never, ever talk about your father. And she said, sometimes he drinks too much and he gets all crazy. And for me as a pastor, that just ticks me off. Just as a human being, it makes me so mad. It is maddening. But as one more example that we live in a fallen world. I mean, don't you know that a princess, a daughter, she should be able to hear, she should be able to feel the love of her father. But we know that sin has affected many of these relationships, right? Sin. Sin has made its way. Sin has taken its opportunity even to take our relationship with our earthly fathers. And don't you know, it has taken that and given it power to dictate how we engage with our heavenly father. And that's so frustrating to me. But we all do it. 
I do it. We all do it. Whether we had a really good dad who took care of us or if we never even knew our dad, we all end up taking the experience that we had with our earthly father and allowing it to influence our relationship with our heavenly father. And yet today, my prayer, it sounds impossible, but my prayer, by God's help, that we could break free from that comparison today. That we could lay down our preconceived notions and opinions and we could just allow God to speak to us once again. To reveal himself to us once again as our perfect heavenly father. Now the best way I know how to discover God the father is through his holy word. And I'd encourage you, read chapters, uh, chapter 17 of the gospel of John. It's this amazing prayer that Jesus prays. In fact, I would say read chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17. In there, he just gives a wonderful description of who the Father is and about the Father's love. But in 17, this is amazing prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. And in this prayer, Jesus is making the Father real to us. Instead of just being this theological idea, Jesus shows us the Heavenly Father. He makes him known to us. At the end of the prayer, and at the end of this prayer, he's praying for all of us. And this is what he prays. He prays to the Father. He says, Righteous Father, verse 25, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love that you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Again, read that this week. Read the entire chapter. It's just an amazing prayer. The Father, this is the reality. The Father is so real to Jesus. Do you think Jesus thought that his Father was real? And do you think he had a real relationship with the Father? You bet. But do you see Jesus? He wants that same love relationship that he has with the Father. He wants that for us. He has a passion for the Father. Jesus wants the whole world to know this Father, God the Father. And he wants them to know, us to know that he's for us, that he's not against us, that he desires us, and that he loves us. In another uh, gospel, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 27, this is Jesus speaking again. He says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. So again, they have a relationship, don't they? All things have been handed to me uh, by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And listen to this. No one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone, say anyone, anyone, anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. So this is important to understand. When Jesus came on the scene, one of the reasons He came on the scene was to reveal to us, who? The Father. The Father. To reveal to us the Father. And that means if you get to know Jesus, you're going to get to know who? As you grow closer to Jesus, you're going to grow closer to who? To the Father. And so LifeSpring, that's what's wonderful about Jesus. Learn about Jesus. Worship Jesus. Study Jesus. He is the door that leads us into reconciliation and right standing with God, with the Father. Jesus reveals to us the Father. Theologically, most of us understand that truth, right? Not saying anything new. And yet, many of us, it's just true. You might not even admit it, but in our faith, we don't embrace that truth. We kind of just want to stop with Jesus, right? I want to get to know Jesus because we like the idea of Jesus. Jesus sounds good. We've seen the picture of him holding the white lamb and the flowing hair and the smile and the blue eyes. We like Jesus, right? Compassion, carrying my burdens, giving me rest, peace and life. But the father, I don't know, right? That's how some of you feel. I don't know. The father, he sounds kind of scary. He sounds kind of intimidating. 
And so you're scared, and, and, and the reality is you never had a good experience with the Father, so you don't know if you want to dive in to this whole Heavenly Father business. It sounds painful. It sounds messy. I'm just going to stick with Jesus. But the Christian faith, it doesn't work that way. We don't get to pick and choose. God wants us to experience all of Him. All of Him. All of Him. The depth and mystery of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And for some of us, this morning, this is a difficult faith step for us to take. It's just hard. I get that. But just for a few minutes, I want us to relax. Just relax. I'm going to read some scriptures about the Father. It's not an exhaustive list. I don't have time to read them all. But just allow in the next few minutes to allow these truths to soak in. To penetrate. I, I don't know. Maybe you need to close your eyes as I read them. Maybe you need to bow your head. Whatever you need to do. But this is who your heavenly Father is. First Corinthians. Yet, for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. There's one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. First Peter, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to the father's great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. John three sixteen. for God to love the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish But have eternal life for God, the father did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Wow. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift is from our father. Luke 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will your Father in heaven, your heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? He just loves giving us the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose, for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Second Corinthians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you need this this morning. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which ourselves, we ourselves are comforted by God. And we could go on and on and on. Do you see who he is? Do you see that he loves you? That he longs to give you good things, to bless you, to shine his grace and his mercy upon you, to bring you comfort in your time of need. You have a good and perfect heavenly father. And remember that on that cross, Jesus opens the door for us to have a relationship with him. He gives us access to the father so that we could even be in a love relationship with the father. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He paid the penalty for our sin so that we could be in a right relationship with the holy and just God. And this is good news. But again, for whatever reason, and it's sad, many of us, we've tried to close the door. 
We don't even want to walk through that door because of pains and hurts and disappointments. We have allowed ourselves or we haven't allowed ourselves to fully accept the loving embrace of the father. But today I want you to walk through that door again. The morning. Do you remember? When the prodigal son came back. Do you remember he turns back and the father comes running? Do you know how much he wanted his son? And this morning he wants you. And today because of Jesus. And because of the desire of God, the Father, to be with you, you can have a healthy, rich, full, joy-filled, spirit-filled, exciting, blessed life with the Father. But he's not going to force it upon you. You have the choice to spend time with him or not. You have the choice whether you're going to put your trust in him or not. That's a scary one, right? But you have the choice to put your trust in him or not. You get to make the decision whether you're going to obey him or not. You have the choice to live under his authority or not. Yes, his authority. And I get it. Some of you have a problem with authority. You have a problem with authority figures. The, probably the authority figures in your life have taken advantage of you. But Satan is just going to keep on using that to keep you from experiencing all that the Heavenly Father has in store for you. He does that all the time. But listen up. You will have breakthrough. Supernatural breakthrough in your life. If you can put your trust and your faith in the authority of God the Father. Under the authority of God the Father, putting yourself under His discipline and His guidance. Your life will be forever changed if you can get to a place of true surrender and obedience to your Heavenly Father. Your Heavenly Father, who, by the way, really loves you. Who is for you and not against you. And again, if you're a Christian here this morning, there is no other option, by the way. The life that you've been called to, you must submit to the Father. Anything less is a subpar existence. If you decide to fight with the Father and fight with the Father's will, this is a guarantee, you will be miserable. Miserable. And, And no judgment. Maybe that's how you came in this morning. And I'm so glad that you're here. But this morning, it's a beautiful and a very good day because this morning you have the opportunity to yield to Him once again. As scary as that seems and as scary as it sounds, you can yield to Him. And I pray that you would, that you would take advantage of today. I want to read one last passage to you. Listen to this. For those, this is so powerful. For those who are led by the Spirit of God. So that's us as Christians. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, we are called children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, hallelujah, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received, this is good, brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I hope you caught that. That when we live by the Spirit, when we walk the Christian walk, we are declaring that we are children of God. So you can't be a Christian without accepting him as the Father. The two go hand in hand. And here's some really good news from the passage. When you yield to the Father, he doesn't make you a slave. So that you would be full of fear. Which, by the way, you were a slave before you were a Christian. You were a slave to sin. And you were full of fear. Full of fear and even death itself. But now you're a son or daughter. You're a slave to righteousness. And now by the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, you can call God Almighty, the creator of the universe. You can call him Daddy. You can call him Papa. You can call him Father. And this morning you can trust that he's a good Daddy. And a loving Papa. And a perfect Heavenly Father. 
As our programming team was praying and discussing the service, we felt very strongly that the Lord was wanting us to create some space in this service to rediscover who the Father is, to carve out an, uh, really an opportunity for us to spend some time with Him. And I'm really excited about what we're going to go ahead and do next. This has the potential to be a very powerful time if you let it be. We all come to this topic of God the Father from different angles and different life experiences But regardless of how you came in this morning, I pray that all of us, we'd be able to leave here without just trusting in those preconceived notions of who he is. But we'd leave here by the truth of who he is. So we're going to spend the next 20, 25 minutes in worship and in prayer. And uh, we've provided some different opportunities for you during this time. Uh, The worship team is going to be um, singing, but we have different stations. And and during this next 20, 25 minutes, if you want to stay in your seat, that's absolutely fine. And and we're going to be singing beautiful songs. But we also wanted to give you an opportunity to express yourself maybe in some different ways. So we have the word back here. And back here we have these little booklets of scriptures. And all I would say is you grab one of these booklets and you can begin to read the different scriptures. And if the Lord really tugs your heart on one of these scriptures, I want you to take a piece of paper here and a pen and just spend some time in the word. And you can begin to journal what the Lord is speaking to you through his word. Over here, we have creative expression. This can be intimidating sometimes, but we're not looking for Picassos. We're just looking for an opportunity to share our hearts. And so there's a creative writing opportunity to write some poetry. There's some paper to paint in here. There's some rocks that you can color um, and do little things on the rocks. Over here is pretty exciting. We have an outline of Jesus with all these squares. And all you need to do is pick a square and, and grab some paint. And Oh, the paint's right here. And you can can just begin to color it however you want. And the great thing about this is even if you're a really bad artist, it doesn't matter because by the time all the squares are full, the mosaic that's going to be created is going to just truly be breathtaking. So here's an opportunity for you to kind of mess with your square. And again, uh, please don't try to get it to be great. I'm always intimidated by these kind of things because I draw stick figures. But I think this morning is a good opportunity to just kind of let go and stop being judged by people who aren't judging you and just do it (laughs) over here. We have a prayer station and we have three things with prayer. One, you can just sit down here and spend some time with the Lord by yourself praying. Another thing you can do is take a piece of paper and write down your prayer to the Lord, prayer to the father. I know he's probably speaking to many of you already. And then you just take a tack and you just tack it on and you put it on the cross. Hallelujah. And then we also have a prayer team that's going to be over here uh, praying for you as well. And that's going to be beautiful. And then the final, final one here, and you probably won't be able to do them all, but maybe you can do one or two. This is a wonderful table where it says, access the Father through faith declaration. God promises to be my, and then there's all these attributes of who God is. And don't you know that today you might need him to be something in particular today where maybe you've struggled to trust him in that area or struggled to have faith in that area. I, I put provider. I stamped on provider. I stamped on security. I, I stamped on the lover of my soul. I stamped on my guide. I need God to be a lot of things. And, and you just take that stamp and you just begin to stamp the ones that you need God to be today. God, I'm declaring that I'm going to have faith that you are my security, that you are my counselor, that you are my forgiver. And then I just want you to do a simple, symbolic gesture. And that would be that you would walk through this door saying, God, I trust once again. And I put my faith in once again that you are those things that I put out on that on that beautiful table.
So uh, the opportunity is here. Uh, I'm not going to force you again to do anything. Uh, the songs are going to be beautiful and um, it should be good. But there is an opportunity this morning for you to meet with the Lord once again, to meet with your father. And I get that it's scary and I get there's so much pain involved. I, I think about it in my own life, if I really dive into it, just the tears and the emotions that begin to well up when I think about my life and my life experiences. But God is not here to judge you. God is here to love you. He's not against you. He is for you. So God, I just pray that you would right now by your Holy Spirit, create an atmosphere that would be safe for us, God, where we could once again trust you, God, that you aren't going to use us or abuse us today. You're not going to take advantage of us. You're not going to use our openness or our vulnerability to make fun of us or to ridicule us or to condemn us, that you are here not to condemn us, Lord. You didn't send your son to condemn us, but you sent him to give us life, to give us life more abundant. And we just trust in that this morning. We yield now. We pause. We take a rest. We relax in you, Lord. We trust in you, Lord. Let this be a beautiful time of surrender, of yielding, of knowing we are accepted and loved by an amazing, loving Father. Thank you, Lord. Your love for us is so much more about what you've done for us than what we've done for you. Sometimes we think it's about us getting our way to the Father, but our righteousness on our own is but filthy rags. But Jesus Christ, in you we are righteous. And we are holy and pleasing before a holy God. That we have been declared righteous. That we have now access to the Father. We're in a right standing with the Father. I am humbled by that this morning, Lord. In fact, I, I, I have just a hard time with it. I, I want to I work my way into the whole gig. I want to work my way, but the reality is I could never do that. That is foolish thinking. All that I could do is just to yield and to surrender and say, I am dead without you. I am dead without your grace dead without your mercy. And I love that God, that a loving father, the one who is just, the one who needed that sacrifice is also the same one who sent the sacrifice. And that blows my mind. And that we just have to receive and accept that sacrifice. And we do this morning. I pray over this church, Lord, in this, as we close today, Lord, I pray over everyone here. That we'd be able to walk out of this room, out of this sanctuary, into, our, into the real world, knowing that we are with the Father and the Father is with us. That His love is us and our love is in the Father. That we would realize that there is a communion that we now have with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that it would be good. That we would no longer distrust you or, or be afraid of you, but we'd have a healthy fear of you, God. That we put our trust in you, our faith in you, and realize that you are for us, not against us. Let that be sealed this morning, Lord. I know Satan and his minions, they love to try to convince us of those lies that you're against us. I just pray against that right now. Let your truth, let your truth rise up in this place. The truth of who you are. And thank you, Lord, that 
when Monday morning comes and the depression hits and the discouragement hits and the rejection of others hits and the, the words of others begins to hit, that we can stand upon the truth that nothing is going to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. That you're not going to abandon us in those circumstances. That yes, there will be trials. There will be hardships. But Jesus would say, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. And so we pray that, Lord, that we would walk out of here with a little more trust, <laughs> a little more faith, believing that you really are who you say you are. And we just seal that in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Can we just thank all the volunteers who put this together? This is incredible. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Amen. Awesome. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for who you are. You are a, just a blessing in our lives. You have saved us. You have given us all that we need. We are not lacking in you, God. And so we have a confidence in you, Lord, that truly we are equipped to live this life for you. Amen. Well, I'd encourage you to have a great week. Be blessed. Next week, it's going to be uh, God the Son, which is going to be a wonderful experience as well. And if you have any quarters or change or dollar bills or checks, whatever you'd want, go ahead and put them in the back, uh, in the jars back there so we can do this laundry love thing really, really well. Be blessed. Have a great week.